Hey there, welcome back to Clagato Veteran Podcast, episode number five. We've been away for a while, but uh, that's okay, because on today's episode, we'll be talking about pedophilia from Hollywood, community gardens on the reservation, and finally, we'll be doing um, documentary recommendations. And I am your host, Mateo Native Ravager, and this is... Yo, 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 this is your Clagato bro, Navajo Pedro. And, and where the, the merciless savages the Constitution, Constitution warned you about. Alrighty, Navo Pedro, Studis. Scooting! Okay, so here we go. We're going to talk about our first subject of the night, and this is Hollywood pedophilia. And the reason why we're tackling this issue is because nobody else is going to do it. And like I've been picking on KTNN for a while now, they, they sure ain't going to do it. Because pedophilia is... Not only a Hollywood issue, but it's a reservation issue just because of the convenience of being out here on the reservation. And the coronavirus pandemic has really been exposing a lot on the reservation and how weak and frail we are as far as a society. And <clears throat> so all we're doing with these um, podcasts is just letting people know that... Um, these are issues that have been existing before, and now is just the perfect opportunity to shine more light on him. So that's what we're going to do right now as far as um, pedophilia goes. Now with Hollywood, uh, that's really got nothing to do with the reservation, but uh, the reason why I want to talk about it is because with um, Hollywood pedophilia, um, they, they do these things and rituals... Uh, maybe a lot of people are unaware of it, but there's um, there's a little ritual these guys do where they'll take little kids' blood and, you know, well, they scare the crap out of them, probably even before they die. And they drink that thinking that they're going to stay young forever, but you can really tell who's been drinking children's blood because, or maybe even infant blood, because they want to stay young, just like, like a vampire, but when you really look at them, they're just... Um, they're wrinkling and, and their their skin is wrinkling and their face is sagging and it's because they're getting exposed now and a lot of that has to do with Jeffrey Epstein you know he was the one kind of getting everything going and then um, and once once they caught him they didn't want him to uh, um, reveal who these people were so um they killed him, or as they say, he hung himself, or whatever, man, it doesn't really matter, but what what matters is that the chain reaction that's going on right now, so um, with, um, with Hollywood, uh, I know a lot of Navajos, because we're in Arizona, they're closer to uh, um, California, so I know a lot of Navajos, they really wanted to be celebrities, they wanted to be the top of their game, they wanted to have... Um, crazy, wild, insane, nasty, perverted things with children, initiations, in order to become that next celebrity, to get that higher paycheck. Because they want to show uh, the people who are in charge of that type of thing, they want to know how loyal you are that you won't turn against them. So if if a Navajo were to really try to become that A-list celebrity, I don't know, could you really trust them at that point? Uh, or... You know, is is it best not to go into Hollywood and try to become a celebrity? It, to me, it might be best that during this time, most reservations should start their own 
production companies and you know really put their talent to use and start making their own films not just those low budget independents but you know maybe try to find a way to where we can do like some big budget stuff uh with because cgi and those computers you know it's a lot of money right there but um so in doing that if the navajo nation were to take advantage of this time where hollywood is really just at a standstill basically with a lot of celebrities being outed and you know a lot of them are being uh corn not so much quarantine at home but they've been um They've been forced to stay at home with those ankle bracelets, those tracking devices, so they don't leave. Um, a lot of that is starting to come from um, names that are uh, of important people and celebrities. I mean, uh, big names that you know a lot of us aren't even aware of. That like like the Harvey Weinstein type people, and not only that's coming into uh, politics too. So, um, what I'm trying to say is that with this missing and murdered indigenous women and children movements or, or campaign that that's going on. Uh, the Navajo nation is really lacking in that. And it's, it's kind of sad because, um, you know, we should, as much as we promote ourselves as the great Navajo nation or yeah, the great Navajo nation or, um, anyways, it, we're not so great after all, are we? If we're not even addressing this subject of pedophilia because of all that goes on on the reservation. And there's there's lots of stories. So trying to have that in mind, you know, this whole Hollywood thing with all these, um, with all these top celebrity and actors and, and politicians and just everyone who's important in today's world as far as fame goes... And popularity, um, all that really is um, something that us Navajos we don't really need to be a part of. We don't really need to be the A-list celebrity. If we can make some movies, and in, you know, just for the fact that we're Navajos, we're trying to show creativity. That's great. I mean, that that's the best we could hope for. And um, and as far as um, this whole Hollywood pedophilia thing, it's. It's going to be um, a situation where, as far as we uh, go as natives, um, we need to kind of make sure that we have a hold on where we are right now. And this coronavirus, you know, as crappy as it is, and um, as far as failed, not failed, as flawed as this uh, pandemic is, we kind of have to give credit to it because we are now seeing what our our faults and our weaknesses are as a as a tribe so with me um with me as a veteran you know i, I figure that the best thing we can do is um try to try to protect one another help each other out and work together because obviously our our politicians aren't doing it um, they're more focused on money, but with with uh, with Clagato out here, wanted to be the first community to have a solid structure, solid foundation where um, art and um, art and just you know creativity is is a main thing that we rely on, and then we can move forward on that and make sure that um, if we do create our own Hollywood out here on the Navajo Nation that. 
we won't fall into those type of child sacrifices and was that adrenochrome drinking all those children's blood or having those um, sexual rituals with children, toddlers, babies. Um, and a lot of that is, you know, is, is a lot of people are that know about it, they're starting to come out. So, you know, as much as people were talking crap about Mel Gibson, you know, he was on a point there a few years ago back, uh, a few back, a few years back when he was, um, when he was arrested and he was kind of giving the truth out there and people made fun of him. So, uh, that, you know, it just kind of goes to show how easily we are brainwashed by, by our celebrities. So we, as Navajos, we really shouldn't, um, idolize a lot of these celebrities because once we start doing that, oh man, we're going down a road where we're just going to be more helpless than we are now. At least now we, we've got technology on our side and we can see what's going on and we can kind of be aware, but you know, the whole thing with the mask and the social distancing, fine, whatever, you know, it's just, that's just another part of what it has to take in order for us to become more docile. But in the, but the main picture of what is going on here is that we need to start talking about this stuff. And I don't know of any other um, Navajo stories where they might have talked about pedophilia. I know those two twin warriors, they fought a lot of monsters and they each represented um, a part of our, our lives that, that if they didn't kill it, then that monster would kind of come back and, and mess with our society, which a lot of it has been taking place. And a lot of the, I guess you could call them prophecies, and some of them have been coming true, and others, you know, they're just they're just waiting right there, and and hopefully, you know, Navajo Pedro and myself can start the conversation to where we can get people to, or not people, but Navajos to like really, you know, come together and kind of say, you know, yeah, let let's work together like we used to, and let's um, make sure that um, this doesn't get too carried away. I mean, it is bad. There, there are a lot of people who've, who've got issues. And, um, you know, one thing about pedophiles is that, you know, it's happened to them before. So that, that's pretty obvious. Um, and everybody pretty much knows that as common fact. But for the most part, um, you know, just another thing I wanted to say about it is that when they do these um, uh, investigations on these pedophiles and, like, FBI agents have to, they have to look at the evidence and they have to see all this disturbing videos of what goes on with children. Will they be able to sleep at night knowing that what people do to children out there or what acts go on and um, going into the deep web and, and the dark web and all that stuff. All these videos are existing and these children continue to go on missing and and with this, um, and with the, the, the technology we have to where, you know, pornography is just right there at our fingertips. Um, you know, that's where a lot of, uh, I think a lot of young men are not really understanding how severe some of this stuff can be because what they're, what they see on these pornographic actresses is that it's an act and, they and these women are portraying a certain stereotype that they know will cause more, you know, more young men to to view their videos, even though they might not be 18 years old. But 
they're watching it and they're getting an idea of, you know, how these women would like to be treated during those sexual situations. So it's really given a, a false narrative of um, how these women are, um, are well, actually, just how these, how these young men are just kind of looking at it like that. And then, plus, you know, don't forget that uh, when you have more views, that means more money. So when these uh, actresses are giving it their performance, a lot more men are going to be watching it, and all those views are going to be counted into, um, well, exactly, I don't know exactly how they do it, but it does create, generate more money the more views they have. So they'll be pushing it to the extreme, pretty much. And and with that, fine, the last final thing I want to say about this whole Hollywood pedophilia and reservation pedophilia is that there are a few Navajo uh, females that want to do adult films. And that kind of, oh man, it, it kind of makes things a little bit more difficult to assess if you're trying to figure out that um or if you're trying to find a way to help out you know missing and murdered women for everyone that's been missing and murdered there's uh, another native actress that comes out and wants to become um a porn star pretty much so it's a real delicate balance and hopefully we can try to work something out to where we can convince these ladies, hey man, you know, it's bad enough we're struggling during these coronavirus pandemic times and a lot of this stuff is getting exposed, but could you not try to become a porn star? If you want to become a movie star, fine, you know, let, let's work together, let's see what we can do to create a decent script, let's kind of do our research, let's kind of see what the Navajo Nation can offer as far as the the film company goes, or, or the Navajo Film Commission, I think it was, you know, stuff like that. Um, but that's how that's how I see it, and that's what I want to say about it. And I could go on, obviously, more and more, and talk about this, but um, I don't really want to be rambling too much. Um, I think I just pretty much got the basics of what I wanted to say, and now. I'll let Navajo Pedro, you know, take over and have his say. You know, this is a worldwide issue, you know what I mean? This has been going on uh, since the beginning, I guess, you know what I mean? Since religion, you know, it's really big, you know, especially in religion, you know what I mean? Like Catholicism, Catholics, you know what I mean? Like how altar boys and, you know, it's, it's become so much instilled in their culture that it's become basically like a joke to them. They, and it's a well-known fact, you know what I mean? But it's just the Catholic Church, you know, they got, you know, they got all that money to pay off all these lawyers and threaten and everything. And they're like one of the largest churches slash banks in the world, you know what I mean? They own a lot of banks. And I don't know, but there's a lot of power behind religion. And, you know, that's something that we can easily take the power away from, you know, but they just control it through the fear that they spread. And, um... Well, especially on the res, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, like, um, molestation and stuff like that that go on and don't go unreported, you know what I mean? Because, they, uh, you know, most of the times the kids will think that the parents, you know what I mean, will just get mad at them or won't believe them or something, you know what I mean? And they'll let it happen, you know what I mean? For so many years, you hear stories like this, you know what I mean? Like, people get molested for, like, 10, 13 years until they finally come out and, you know, stand up against it and... 
you know that's that takes a lot of guts you know it takes a lot of takes some I don't know, just a lot of courage to stand up against it, you know what I mean? Instead of just being quiet and just keep playing the victim, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a change that we really need. Um, this has been going on, you know, as you know, in the news, you know, with like Tom Hanks or Steven Spielberg, that, um, you know, Hollywood, they've been doing this thing for a long time, you know what I mean? Out there, to tell as old as time, you know what I mean? Ever since Walt Disney coined that phrase because he was also part of it, you know what I mean? And all those secret chambers and secret um, places where he did rituals and I don't know, it's just, it's a really sick business. That's how Hollywood is. And, you know, I was, I was always, I always aspired to, to be an actor out there. I always wanted to be, you know what I mean? A celebrity out there, but now knowing what I know about it out there and everything, it's just, it really just leaves a bad taste in my mouth now, you know, just Hollywood's not shining glamorous as it used to be, as they used to make it seem. It's just dark and, and evil, just like the, the all these child survivors, all these child survivors that um, you know, survived um being molested, like Corey Feldman. He's speaking out against it, but a lot of people think he's crazy or whatnot. You know, I mean, they're really good at discrediting, just like Taylor was saying about Mel Gibson. You know, I mean, he tried speaking out against it, and he just got discredited. He's made look crazy and anti-Semitic, but he still says that to this day that Hollywood is not a good industry. It's not a good business. He's like, don't get into it. And he knows, man, he's been there and he survived it and, you know, I mean, to the point where he's blacklisted, he's not allowed in any movies, but somehow he's still making movies because he, you know, I mean, he's being smart about it. He's been in the business long enough to know the other routes, a way around it. And that's good, man, so good for him. But, yeah, the Hollywood, they do have rituals, you know, I mean, like drinking blood and baby sacrifices and eating babies, you know, I mean, like they do in China because they believe that eating babies is, there's a formula in there that keeps you young when you eat it, and the blood keeps you as young as, uh, the same too, uh, the same thing he was saying is that adrenochrome, that, that blood, you can only get that by scaring a child, basically, you know what I mean, to death, you know what I mean, make sure they suffer, the more they suffer, the more depressed and tormented they were, the better the blood, you know what I mean, as sick as that is, that's how it goes, so more than likely the kid died terrified or died screaming, and then he was killed. Because by then, you know, the blood probably released all this adren adrenochrome, adrenochrome. And, you know, that's what keeps the celebrities looking really young. You know, I mean, you see a lot of pictures of them nowadays without it. They look wrinkled and pretty messed up. But, you know, I mean, and this um, Hollywood, so while we're still on it, is there's a story I heard about an Osage Native lady that um, she was an Academy Award winning movie. I forgot which one, but um, she went to Academy Awards, I guess, and um, somehow... I don't know how, but somehow she got lowered into the men's bathroom, and there she said that she was held down, and while a bunch of people were, were around her cheering her, this guy raped her, and these guys were all cheering on her rapist. And, yeah, she's an Osage native, but then she didn't report that incident because she feared for her life and her career, you know what I mean? And I think it was like a, probably about almost a year later, they found her dead, bludgeoned the head, and she was basically murdered. Someone just cracked her skull in, so, you know, in um. That one's a true story, too. I forgot what her name is, but she's an Osage native. She was an Academy Award movie. You guys can go and look that up. It's a pretty sad story, but it just shows you the kind of monsters that live in Hollywood, just like Harvey Weinstein and all those other sick bastards. And this goes back to, like I said, religion, because there's a religion that goes way back past the Sumerians. Sumerians are thought to be one of the oldest, 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 and there's, a, there's actually a... 
one they found that goes way back and they all worshipped an entity called Moloch. And Moloch is a deity, it's a god, it's a calf, it looks, it looks like a cow, it's representing cows, you know, it's used in a lot of logos today, it's in Wall Street, the cow. That cow just has presence, I mean, has power, like, like in the Moses story, they built a golden calf and it's way broke. But this Moloch, it's a, supposedly like a god and it's, um, the only way it could be appeased was by uh, child sacrifices and they built the, the statues to where it was holding its hands up. So where they would just drop the baby and it would roll down its hands and end up in its mouth. Where they had a fire in its stomach so it would fall in its mouth and then be burned to death. And those were child sacrifices and those were babies. And you know the reason why they do that is just simply just to insult God. Because that Satan's way of insulting God. Because that's um there's nothing more pure than a baby who hasn't um, had the chance to be to decide between right and wrong. Um... That baby hasn't sinned or nothing, like no impure thoughts, nothing. And that's why the baby's so pure up until a point where they start making decisions. And, you know, that's where free will comes in. But up until a point, you know, babies are babies. They're just helpless, precious. But not to them, you know. I mean, to them, that's a fuel source. That's that's a little Capri Sun for them, you know what I mean? And that's just, you know what I mean? That's just something that's been going on since, I mean, this goes back way before religion, this um, Moloch thing and... This is way before Sumerians, way before Christianity, way before all that. So, yeah, but it just shows you how far back this goes. And, I mean, even going to the point where it's beyond religion, you know what I mean? And how that started. And even that's pretty crazy in itself, which I want to get into later. But then the blood celebrities and blood sacrifices, you know what I mean? And all those ones that did speak out against it, like Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, you know what I mean? People who fought against it, you know what I mean? And eventually just got taken out. Because I mean, those two, Chris Cornell and um, Chester Benton, had a had a human um, trafficking, rescuing, um, let's see, operation. Yeah, operation. Like yeah, so it's like a charity thing, kind kind of thing where they they rescue those those people and then they help set them up in new homes, new identity, and all that, and get a basically start a new life. And you know, I mean, that's the story behind Chester, you know, I mean, that's the other theory, you know, I mean, they see those two got, um, suicide, you know, they did suicide, they killed themselves, so, but the other theory is that they were both murdered, you know, I mean, Chris Cornell, they found him after a concert, supposedly hung himself, but what they didn't release is that he had a few broken ribs, and he had some, you know, some bruises on his face, like he was beat up, and then hung, because he's a pretty tall dude, and I doubt that, you know, I mean, they could, a couple people could have done it, had to be like more than a few people and with Chester there's a story about him like an hour before his death they see that uh there's a white van that pulled up to his house and then there's six guys dressed in black they all went in his house they came back out about 30 minutes later then an hour later is when this housekeeper found him in suicide they said you know so it's just fishy but at the same time when you look into what they were because it's supposedly they're ready to plan on going tour the next following year together Soundgarden and uh, Lincoln Park but then, um, and on that tour, they're supposed to be releasing some big names that are involved in human trafficking and stuff like that. But, you know, um, the big names that they're ready to name were, I guess, too big to the point where they got silenced, you know what I mean? And that just goes on, you know what I mean? There's a list, whole list of names that I could go and name right now, but that's all just hearsay, you know what I mean? And But that just looking at some of these names is kind of like, I don't know, it's just heartbreaking because some of these dudes I really like, you know what I mean? Some good actors and whatnot, but... That's just the way the business goes. And there's also a story about police abducting um, children. Like this, um, there's a story about this one lady. 
or this person that said that they watched um, these cops um, take these children um, with bags over their heads into this house and they watched them and they're wondering why they're doing this and they went back and they told the, the people or the town nearby and they told them about the surveillance they showed him and you know what I mean some of these guys I think they recognized like, some of the kids but they knew uh, they knew it wasn't right seeing all these cops just taking the kids in with bags over their heads and so they thought that since cops were doing this they were not going to call the cops they basically took the law into their own hands and they all went as a town to this house and they just basically just bum rushed it and they went inside and when they went inside they said they found cages they found these kids in cages they said there's a whole pile of bloody underwear and yeah and they found a log i guess a log in there which kept which um the police officers kept track of which kid they raped how they raped them and whatnot so basically you know that just explains all the bloody underwear and you know it's just pretty sick that cops would do that to where they would just keep track of who they did and what they did, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, to keep a ledger like that, that's pretty sick, and, you know, that's a, that's a reality we live in, though, right now, that's a big business, human trafficking is one of the biggest business right now, it's bigger business than drugs, guns, you name it, cocaine, it's, it's, um, it's really big business, and, you know, I mean, when you mess with someone's big business like that, you know, I mean, you basically, you know what I mean, or you speak out against it, you basically make yourself a target, you know what I mean, but, you know, but sometimes, you know, you just have to say, fuck it, because we only live once, you know what I mean, how do you want to be remembered, you know what I mean, as a person going with the flow, or someone speaking out and trying to make a change, you know what I mean, and there's so many people that tried to make that change and just got, you know what I mean, uh, taken out, I saw a video about, like, um, Seth Green's bro, I guess, and, yeah, but I guess he, he basically, where Seth Rogen, or Seth Green, um, my bad, Seth Green told him that, um, Seth Green from Austin Powers, that dude, yeah, Robot Chicken, he basically told his friend that he's a pedophile and whatnot, and he's part of this thing, and, um, his friend went online and told everybody this, and then, you know, I mean, later, um, his friend supposedly committed suicide by jumping off a building, you know, and that's just one name, I'll just put it up there, too, but, um, you know, this this could all this could all be avoided if you just talk to your own family and just let them know what their worth is. You know, what I mean, if you treat them like trash and everything, then that's the way they're gonna feel and that's the way they're gonna go out and present themselves. They're gonna try to find love or affection the best way they know how. You know, what I mean, either by sex or whatever. But it's good to really tell them, you know, you really love a person because if you don't, then they'll go out there and try to find love by someone else. You know, and that always leads to problems. That's how they get abducted. It's how they get used. That's how they get murdered. Yep, and it's just, you know I mean? It's something that we just got to all really work on this day and age is, yeah, we're family. We're all family. We all love each other. Yeah, but we really don't, you know I mean? We don't have that really connection that we used to have as kids. We all have our grudges nowadays. We secretly hate this person, that person. You know, our family bond isn't as strong as it used to be, and, you know, our kids can see that, they can feel it too, you know what I mean, they can feel your hate or whatever, your grudges, you know what I mean, it's just something like osmosis, they can, you know what I mean, they can feel it off of you, because you're connected, that's your kid, you know, and what Mateo was saying is that, we, you know, we could, we could become our own Hollywood, you know, basically, because Albuquerque is ready to blow up, and we're ready to be on that track too, with Navajo Nation, we're ready, we want that to blow up here too, and 
We want that to happen for our own people so that way our own people don't have to go out there, get used, abused, raped and killed or whatever. We can just provide all that for them here and, you know what I mean, just really focus on ourselves more as a people and give pride to ourselves and everything because that's something we really lack. That's why you, you know, that's why when all these white people like um, oil bin or open big oil fields like near any place, they end up getting a lot of these um, Native American prostitutes end up going there, you know what I mean, like in Alaska, and that's where a lot of them end up dying or whatever, you know what I mean, and that's just because of, you know what I mean, just they're attracted to the money and the power, you know what I mean, and that's just, like, they don't have to look anywhere except here, you know, and that's where we're trying to make it, to where they don't have to leave and just be where they're home, you know, where we are, is home, so we're trying to make the best of it. And we're trying to make the best of it by doing stuff like this and trying to get people aware, you know what I mean, of your children, you know what I mean, really watch them, you know what I mean, because most of the res people, they'll just be inside on their phones or whatever, your kids will be outside and later be like, oh, where's this, where's that, and it's like, man, it's like, fuck, you're the mom, man, you're supposed to know all the time, and I don't know, but it's just, it's just really like that, and you know what I mean, that's why like um, Arizona Mills is one of the highest ranking human trafficking places in the whole fucking country right there in phoenix because it's where for one second if you just leave your kid unattended yep that's what they're waiting for just like that man they'll snatch that kid up just like that walk out with him carry him you know what i mean they'll they have all their ways you know there's just people waiting outside to lure little children in you know there's you know i heard some stories like that and you know i mean um and then some meetings where some people said that they saw people, like groups of guys, just trying to lure this little girl in. And it's just like, I don't know, there's nothing more sicker than that, you know. You just imagine that, you know, just a whole group of guys just trying to get this little girl and trying to lure her in with whatever, you know. And it's just, you know, the really disturbing thing about this thing is, too, is that, um, is that, uh, this... You know, this, this, um, pedophilia and stuff like that, a lot of it can root from them, them, like the perpetrators themselves could be molested or something, you know what I mean? And the molestation that goes on the reservation mainly is because of stuff that's happened to them and, you know, that's something, the cycle where we really need to break, you know what I mean? And I'll put myself out there and I'll say that when I was younger too, you know what I mean? I was molested, you know what I mean? And it kind of fucked me up for a while, but. You know, and it did mess with my head for a while, but then after a while, you know, and after I grew more, I kind of learned the higher road and I actually um, forgave this person, talked to this person, and it just made me, you know, it just made me drop all my burden and just made me feel better and kind of, I could like move on with my life, you know, but I know that, that that's for me though, I mean, but there, I know there's a lot of people that that's happened to over and over again that don't know how to deal with it and you know what I mean, and a lot of it, if they don't deal with it, then they'll, then they'll get the urge to, I guess, molest someone younger or something, just to make them feel, just for, just so they can feel better themselves, about themselves, they'll feel power, they'll feel normal, they'll feel that they're not the victim, you know what I mean, and that's, I think that's where a lot of this stems, but it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean, you can break the cycle, and that's where, you know, that's where, um, you got to start working on yourself like an AA or whatever, but if you want to be a better person, you have to really look at yourself and you can't hold on to grudges like this. You got to find a way to get help because it, it will really help you out in the long run. Do you know what I mean? If you're a pedophile or thinking of becoming one or something, 
Fuck you. Alright? Fuck you. I mean that with all my heart. Alrighty. Um. And the last thing. Um. You know. Is just. You know what I mean? Just. The last thing I'll say is that. Just really look out for your children. You know what I mean? You know. I. I cherish mine. You know what I mean? I love them to death. And. I know. I couldn't imagine. You know. Anything happening to him. And. I go psycho. You know. But. That's what I mean. Don't. Don't. Get yourself in a frenzy by thinking like that, you know what I mean? Be there now, be supportive, talk to them. You know what I mean? If anything, you know what I mean? You're the parent, just... If they can't tell you, then who else can they tell, you know what I mean? There's... But if you guys really need help out there with something, you know what I mean? Just don't be afraid to reach out. There's help always available. And just look out for one another, you know what I mean? Even if it's not your kid, if you see somebody trying to take another kid, you know what I mean? Don't be scared, intervene, you know what I mean? Just imagine... You, you would want someone to do that for your kid, you know what I mean? Just, guys, be on lookout because, like I said, this is big business. This is not something you can sweep under the rug or pretend, you know what I mean? This is something that really bugs with you in your sleep because while you're sleeping, you know, there's a kid out there being raped, molested, tortured, or something, you know what I mean? And it's going on daily, hourly, minutely, and every second, you know what I mean? And once you get that through to you and everything, you'll... Start getting the urge to want to change something instead of just pretending everything will be okay. And, you know, because it'll only stop if one flame ignites another and we just build this up to a whole big fire to where it can't be put out. You know what I mean? And all the perpetrators have nowhere to hide. They can hide, but just like the Vernell fire, they'll be like a baked potato. Alrighty, but thank you and God bless you and your families. Stay up.